you know, I prepared my script, my text, and uh, later I, um, actually this morning, I was, as I was reflecting on a few other things, I, I bumped into somebody who reminded, bumped into somebody as in, you know, a guy that I sometimes listen to, that I have several disagreements with, but he said something very, very profound. He reminded me, and he actually gave several scriptural, scriptural references, of the fact that Christ, or Jesus Christ, is actually the one that introduced us to the concept of God as our Father. So, this morning, I would love to invite you all to appreciate our Heavenly Father, to, to appreciate, in fact, Christ as the one who introduced God as our Father to us. And obviously, um, you know, uh, on little story, on Friday, I was busy with something else, and then my, my daughter calls me. She says to me, uh, you know, hey, Bongi, she says to me, Papa, bara bara. Um, what's the matter? Now, she seeks an opinion from me. And um, after she realized that what her opinion was, was actually correct. She was at work and she was being, you know, from a human resource perspective and from a legal perspective, she was being bullied. And when I, when I agreed or confirmed what she said, she said, thank you, Papa, thank you, Papa. And she hung up on me without me explaining further. Uh, you see, because she has a relationship with her earthly father, she, has, she then had the confidence to go approach her worldly bosses. So, brothers and sisters, it is important that we have a relationship or a healthy relationship with our father. And when we have that relationship with our father, we will become confident in all areas of our lives. We will later read from the book of Isaiah. Shaka, sorry, I did not give you that, that text from the book of Isaiah. I think it is the 31st chapter. Where we will realize that um, even when things are not okay, because we have this Father, we can stay with the Father. We can stay in the path that our Father has given us. And this path that our Father has given us is only through Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, I have gone through scriptures several times, and I, I, I find it very amazing. You know, it's actually, it's actually a contradiction that the one who was born, um, he is called the Prince of Peace. But, but you know, He is born, and a lot of trouble happens after he is born. But he is called the Prince of Peace. Prophets spoke about him using different names. You know, I mean, how, how do you say uh, 
there is a prince of peace when after his birth all two year two year olds are two year old boys are killed but you call him the prince of peace what peace is there now brothers and sisters you know there are many names that were given to Christ Jesus oh by maybe let me indicate this but my assumption is that everybody that is here knows that there is somebody called Jesus. That is why I did not start from describing or explaining who Jesus is. Right? Now, you know, John, not the but John, the last, underline that, John, the last of the prophets. Okay, you got that? John, the last of the prophets sees Jesus coming towards him. And he says, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. You see, Christ is associated with a lamb. A lamb is gentle. A lamb is meek. A lamb is something that can be killed. It's something that does not cry. He says... Christ, he equates Christ to a lamb. But if we check, we will realize that when Christ came, there was a lot of calamity, there was a lot of trouble. You know, there was a lot of brouhaha, as they say in our current days. There was a lot that, that followed him. You know, if we go to the book of Isaiah, the 42nd, 42nd chapter, and we read the third verse, this is how the scriptures explain Christ. It says, He will not crush the weakest reed or put out a flickering candle. He will bring justice to all who have been wronged. Now, this is the Christ that we're talking about. Now, brothers and sisters, as we continue in this season, I would like us to reflect on what the significance of this season is. Oh, by the way, for the record, go to history, go everywhere. Christ was not born in December, right? Let, you know, let me put that out in the open. He was not born tomorrow, or he's not going to be born tomorrow. But I would like us to remember or to realize that we are celebrating. Um, um, I'm using this word loosely. We are celebrating a phenomenon. Right? We are celebrating a phenomenon. I'm using the word phenomenon lightly. We are celebrating a phenomenon that reminds us, that teaches us of the birth of Christ Jesus. That is what is important. Right? You know, in the Old Testament, there were many prophetic descriptions of our Lord Jesus Christ. And there were many prophetic descriptions of his coming. There is so much that is said about him and his character. I think is best described by Isaiah, by Isaiah in, in, in the 7th chapter, the 14th verse. Um, do you have that shout out here? Um, this is what it says about him. It says, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. We know what Emmanuel means, God with us. Some say include issues of peace. In, the, in, the, in, in that name. However, I would like us to realize this. 
that there are so many descriptions of Christ that are used all through the scriptures by the different by the different prophets. But today, brothers and sisters, I would like us to to look at a few that Isaiah used to describe Christ. Christ has had many roles. He was called the Holy One of Israel. That is where our holiness comes from. He was called the Holy One of Jacob. He is called the Servant of the Lord. He is called the Sin-Bearing. Sin as in, you know, our wrongfulness. He's the Sin-Bearing Servant. He is also called the Obedient Servant. He is called the Redeemer. He is called the Beginning and the end. Those are some of the names that are used to, in the book of Isaiah to refer to Christ. Can I take a little while and talk about the Redeemer? You know, when you redeem, you actually buy back. You buy back uh, something. So, we are redeemed by him. And that is why it is important to have this relationship with Christ. Now, why is he speaking like this to us? Because we are, we are Christians. Because we are redeemed. Maybe let us continue. We will understand that much as we continue. Now, if and when you continue you know, reading scriptures, you will find that there are several quite poetic um, words that are used to, to talk of Christ. You will also find that often, a writer will, will jump from topic to topic uh, or from one topic to another uh, trying to explain who Christ is. But in all of these writings, the focus still remains that Christ, that Christ's role, his sole intention of coming was to save us as sinners. So, Brothers and sisters, as we go through this, I'm reminded of Pastor Frank, you know, we used to call this the cynicism. As we go through this cynicism, we need to remember that Christ came for us as sinners. He introduced us to the Father or to the concept of calling God our Father. And because we have this relationship with our Father, we can actually become even more intimate with him. Now, brothers and sisters, I, I would like us to also go through the book of uh, Isaiah, the 52nd chapter again. Um, the scripture reminds us of who we are on our own, that is, without Christ. Isaiah says, for thus says the Lord. Okay, maybe later um, our church leadership will teach us more about the role of priests and the role of prophets. See, prophets will always say, thus says, thus says or save the Lord. He is speaking on behalf of the Lord. You have sold yourselves for nothing. And we shall be redeemed without money. Brothers and sisters, it is a life without direction. 
on our own, we do the most stupid things with our lives. Things that we know will not bring us any good, but will only bring us trouble. We do things that I would say are devoid of reason. Things that have no advantage or benefit to us. This is also the life that Paul speaks about in the book of Romans chapter 7. Now, it is just a life out of control. That is the life that each one of us on our own leads. It is a life without direction. Now, you know, when we look at the book of Proverbs, Solomon also uses different words like recklessness, stupidity, and foolishness to refer to our actions. You see, today, brothers and sisters, I, I'm not referring to our spiritual lives only. But, you know, our lives generally and broadly. You know, we, we quite often become stupid. We quite often become foolish. And we quite often become reckless. Because that is our nature. That is who we are. And as long as we continue to live our lives on our own without Christ, I'm saying without Christ, the one that we are celebrating in this silly season, we continue to be doomed. Brothers and sisters, without the redeeming grace of Christ, don't we all feel that we will always fail to do what God expects us to do as his children? In fact, we don't fail to do what God expects us to do. Brother Rulani, don't you sometimes fail, not failing God, don't you sometimes fail yourself? Your standards are so low, but you still fail yourself. Benzito, don't you sometimes make yourself set standards for yourself, Brother Denzel, and you fail yourself? You set your own standards, and you fail in those standards. Now, can you imagine the standards that the Lord has set, and you fail in those. Can you imagine how much punishment you would actually have to take from our Heavenly Father? But as Paul says, thanks be to God for Christ Jesus, because you are able to find redemption. You are able to find forgiveness in this Christ that we are celebrating in this silly season. I love the part that says, from the same scripture, that says, you shall be redeemed without money. Brothers and sisters, people used to go into the temple, they would buy doves, they would buy uh, things uh, that uh, they would actually give 
to the priests so that they could have atonement or for you know they should be prayed for for the forgiveness of their sins now we are told that you will be redeemed without money that is the role that Christ came to play in our lives now as I said the word redeem means to buy back you know in the olden days one would also have the opportunity to buy back a brother who had sold himself to slavery you would have you would have the opportunity to buy yourself back if you had sold yourself for whatever reason now is it not great that our heavenly father knew that if we were to be brought back with silver and gold we would not afford it but he made a way for us he gave us christ that we be redeemed without money so this is the christ that i invite you brothers and sisters to celebrate i would love to repeat this you have sold yourselves for nothing you have sold yourselves for nothing and you shall be redeemed without money how many times do we individually compromise ourselves not even not, not only as believers but as human beings how many times do we compromise ourselves or sell ourselves for nothing but Christ is there to redeem us without money brothers and sisters if there is anything better than this then i do not know please tell me about it then i will abandon christ and go join that or go become part of that we are called without money we are redeemed through christ whose birth we are celebrating in this season and then isaiah goes on into the poetic mode again you know in the seventh verse the same chapter he says how beautiful upon the mountain are the feet of him who brings good news who proclaims peace who brings glad tidings of good things who proclaims salvation who says to zion your god reigns isaiah is saying to us oh how we welcome his arrival who are in agreement with the good news that he is bringing to us the news is so agreeable who brings us good news what is the best news that that you could ever wish for well for me i still say for me i still say the best news is that Christ came to save me that is for me the best news he has done his work in me he continues to do his work in me and i'm no longer in captivity 
He has redeemed me without money, but with, with his blood. Uh, again, I'm not sure what your best news is at this time of the year. But listen, I know that the Lord grants you or has granted you peace. Peace that boggles your mind. Peace that surpasses your personal understanding or that surpasses human understanding. Brothers and sisters, we're in that season where our festivities are accompanied by irresponsible behavior and uh, you know, irresponsible things that people do. But I would love to remind you that the best news in this season is the best of Christ. And unfortunately, the commercialization of this season is what has taken away the value of Christ in Christmas. I would love to invite you, brothers and sisters, to go back to reflect on what the value of Christmas is. Now, I would love to speak like the angel in the book of Luke, the second chapter, the tenth verse. And he says, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings, good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. My brother, my sister, this morning I bring you those good tidings. The good tidings is, he is the Prince of Peace, but has this peace become real in your personal life? This Prince of Peace. Has this peace become real in your life? Now, you know, in the, in, if, if you go back to the, should I say, the original texts in which the Bible was written, the concept of, the concept, concept of peace in this case had several meanings in Hebrew. Um, one meaning, welfare, okay, peace, the concept of peace here meant welfare, health, prosperity, and also the peace itself. Um, you know, I always uh, hit on the brakes each time I speak of prosperity. You know, um, because uh, prosperity has actually, uh, what is the right English word? You know, it has actually, not clouded is not the right word, but you know, uh, it has defiled the concept of prosperity, prosperity has actually defiled the church of God. Yes, indeed, children of God are expected. Rather, not, 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 they are not just expected, but they are promised to prosper. And they, okay, if you heard me speak from the book of, uh, you know, talking about uh, Hezekiah, you'll, you'll remember that I always speak about Hezekiah prospering but we will not go into that today. Yes, children of God will prosper. Children of God are expected to prosper, but our prosperity goes beyond material prosperity. Maybe let me take you a bit to the book of um, Isaiah, the 31st chapter. Um, I don't think I gave that to blessings. You do not have this scripture. Um, this, I, I got into this as I was reflecting. It says, 
Woe to those who go down to Egypt for help and rely on horses, who trust in chariots because they are many, and in horsemen because they are very strong, but who do not look for the Holy One of Israel, nor seek the Lord. Brothers and sisters, I would love to invite you this morning that as we celebrate or as we enjoy this season, let us look to the Holy One. Let us look to the Holy One of Israel and seek the Lord. He is the Prince of Peace. Our salvation can only come through forgiveness, the forgiveness of sins. And the forgiveness of our sins can only come through Christ who bears them or who bore them for us. Now we know in Isaiah 53, uh, it says to us, He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Brothers and sisters, it is quite interesting that at this time of the year, we are looking at the birth of Christ and do not really focus on why he came. Yes, indeed, it is a season of giving, as um, Brother Rulani said. Shouldn't we also be getting involved in this season of giving and give our lives to Christ as well? Commit ourselves to Christ as well. Brothers and sisters, we, we, we sort of loosely remember that it, you know, Christ came so that he would later die for our sins. But I believe that the main reason for, you know, for, for or the end result of his coming should always be what drives us as his children. Isaiah tells us that he was wounded. He was broken. He was demeaned. He was insulted. And all of these things were not because of his doing, but it was all because of our rebellion. We actually rebel against the Lord. I need to say this very clearly. You know, I actually thought, Ntombeni, you were going to go into that, you know, when you spoke about uh, King David um, and the giving. You know, the, the issue of rebellion happens a lot amongst the children of God. Um, this is not meant to intimidate anyone. It, this is not meant to force anyone to give. Because as he rightly said, the Lord loves a cheerful giver. You see, we also rebel against our Heavenly Father by not giving. You know, at the, at the intercessory prayer this morning, Ndate uh, Mukwena led us in song. We sang, oh, listen to how selfish this song is. It is actually very correct. And it is, it's a very nice song. Oh, by the way, I sing this song very often. Sometimes when I drive, I would sing it. The song that goes, 
Oh, how I love Jesus. Are you not joining me? Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Cause... Thank you. You see, you love him because he first loved you. That is our selfishness. The song is very correct. You see, as humanity, if you go through scriptures, we do not have that ability to love Christ. We don't have that ability until God chooses us and calls, or rather calls us and chooses us to be part of his kingdom, to be part of his children. Only then are we able to love Jesus. You see, there is a lot of selfishness in us. We do things out of our personal interest, out of selfishness. But anyway, be that, as, be that as it may, it is our nature that until the Redeemer works in us, without our silver, without our gold, only then will our lives be changed. Brothers and sisters, it did not come as a surprise to Christ when he was beaten, broken, spat on because of us. Because he knew that that was the only price that could redeem us. No cash, no money was required. You have been redeemed without money or you will be redeemed without money. So this is the Christ that we celebrate in this season. You know, the, the New Living Translation says, um, he was crushed for our rebellion so that there could be peace for us and in us. And he had to take the punishment that is our punishment. Brothers and sisters, we indeed love saying, by his stripes we are healed. Indeed, our Heavenly Father heals us. Yes, he heals our physical bodies. We have shared testimonies of physical healing in this church. Um, but also, he heals our sick souls. What healing is more important to you? Is it the healing of your body? Your body that is corruptible? Your body that we are going to uh, bury? Uh, what is the other one? Uh, cremate? Or, and these days there's a new one. Uh, aquamate? You know aquamation? Okay. There's also aquamation. Your body is going to die. This body is going to die. It is going to either be buried and rot, or it's going to be bent, called cremation, or it's going to be acclimated. Is that more important? Is that, is that the healing that you seek most, or is this healing that you seek most the healing for your soul?
brothers and sisters, may we remember that we, we sold ourselves for nothing. But Christ redeemed us without money through his death for us. And as, first Peter, as Peter says in the first chapter, the 18th verse, sort of the 18th and 19th verse, he says, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold, for, listen to this, for your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb of God, without blemish and without spot. Brothers and sisters, as I conclude, I would love to invite you to receive the Christ in Christmas. I would love you, I would like to invite you to celebrate the Christ in Christmas. I would like to invite you to honor the Christ in Christmas. As we celebrate Christmas, Brother Sepul, as we celebrate Christmas, I challenge you, I challenge all of us to focus on what Christ ultimately came for. I wish that this season may be different for you. May 2023 or may the 2023 festive season be a period of true reflection as we seek to know the Christ of Christmas, the Christ in Christmas. Not just the season of Christmas. May I, brothers and sisters, also take this time to wish you a happy and prosperous 2024. Brothers and sisters, continue to bring honor and glory to Christ Jesus as you celebrate Christmas. The Lord bless you. Praise the Lord.